0: Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming uh, to uh, the session today. Um, I uh, am excited to share lots of, of good things with you. Uh, a special note that you should know, uh, this is kind of a funny announcement, but I have a twin brother who is here at, uh, at CEA. He's a vendor. He works for a Christian Learning Network and so you might see him if you've got tech questions. We tried to very intentionally address Differently. Uh, and he also might step into the back. Uh, so uh, if you're bored, you can just look back that way, I guess. But um, So just a, a special note. So if you want to k- connect with me th- about things, that's fine. Just look at the name tag first. Um, okay. Perfect. Um, my name is Brandon Hallward. I am a third grade teacher at Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, previous to that, I was a second grade teacher at Hudsonville Christian. Previous to that, I was a fifth grade teacher at Holland Christian. Um, and... Um, uh, here's my contact information. Um, I, uh, I have this blog, and I'll, I'll talk to you about it in just a bit, through and Tech Teacher, which I um, was very active in putting a blog post every week and, and getting uh, new things out there. But then life happened, new school, new grade, and now it's more just a list of memories that I have Um So you don't have to take any notes today. All of the things I'm going to talk about are going to be available on this website. Oneipad.weebly.com. Everything. So you just sit back and enjoy. Everything you're going to need to know is right there. Um, This year, I logged on to uh, make adjustments to that website and and realized that that is linked to my uh, Hudsonville Christian Gmail account, which no longer exists. Uh, So you might notice that um, there may be a few more things in our presentation, which is also on this website. So on the top of the website, you'll see the presentation I'm giving today. That's the most up-to-date. The rest of it is actually most of what I had last year. Um, so if you notice the difference, this is probably the last year I'm going to share this because um, like I said, I can't make any changes to it at this point. Um, they, don't, they won't give me an email address and what's Christian Previous thing. Um, okay, so one of the things I should tell you too is on this website, each of the things I'm going to talk about, if you click on the, the heading, if there's an underline there, you click it, it'll take you to whatever link or resource uh, is there. So they are um, uh, all live resources there for you to use. Okay, goals for today. Um, This is not a session where I want you to feel as if uh, there's things you should be doing but you're not. No, today is a day to just pick up a few things that you might try in your classroom in the next week. And not a hundred things, uh, I don't think there are a hundred things, but maybe just three things. Uh, What are the three things you want to take away and and try? And then also use them right away. Um, A lot of the things uh, that I'll be sharing today are very low entry. You can just kind of download the app and jump in or whatever. Um, I would encourage you to use them right away um, because I think if you put it off, it will never happen. And generally, a lot of these things I'm going to share, if you do it once with the kids, they won't let you not do it again, uh, which is good. And then also, if you have uh, questions about what you're doing, I really do love to uh, connect with people. Uh, so if you, uh, even after today, uh, it's amazing. I, uh, I got some emails this past May from somebody who came to one of my sessions, which was great. Um, so uh, feel free to contact me even after our, our session today. So, true confession, true confession. Um, I don't do all of these things all the time, right? I was just saying to these ladies here that um, I get to this point in the year and we're going to talk about technology at CEA, and I realized, wow, there's a lot of things I have not done. Uh, Here we are, you know, this far into the year. So it's a good reminder for me. Um, Most of these tools I'm going to share with you, part of the reason we call this uh, making the most of the tech you have, If you just have a a classroom computer, you're going to be able to do a lot of these things. If you have a a smartphone, you're going to be able to do a lot of these things. This isn't something um, where you have to be in a uh, one-to-one environment or anything like that. And most of what I'm going to share today, too, is free. And if it's not free, it's worth it. Okay? Um, So, um, uh, one of my favorite speakers, tech educational speakers, Rushton Hurley, said he only wants to share uh, tools that make your life easier or students learning better. Uh, And so that's the goal for today, okay? Um, All right, so the first thing we're gonna start out with is making the most of your uh, your camera, okay? Um, We take pictures all the time, right? Uh, And pictures are um, quick and easy to take, whether on your smartphone or, you know, if you've got an iPad or device, usually you can just swipe up, hit that little camera, and jump into it, right? Um, But often, I feel like, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't use them enough. And, and how many of you will confess you feel like you don't take enough pictures in your, in your classroom or share them enough? I, I get the same thing, right? I have a student teacher this year. I said you've got to tell me every time I send out a newsletter, before I send it out, you got to say, are there any pictures? Right? Um, and so um, some ideas, some things we can do uh, for pictures. And, I, and part of the reason I mention this too is because I'm a preschool dad, and the preschool staff by us is just fantastic about sharing pictures like every day. And guess who looks at those pictures every day, right? My wife and I, we just love to see what my daughter's up to because she comes home and we say, what did you do uh, in preschool? And she, she says, I found a really big wood chip. That's what she tells us. You know, so uh, we, don't, we don't get a lot from that. So a couple ideas. I love this, I share this every time. This is a gentleman who took the same school picture wearing the same outfit every year. To me, like, this is something to aspire to. Uh, so. Any first-year teachers, this is the time to start, right? This is the time to start. But if you're going to wear a big collar, you're sticking with it, right? Um, so one of the things that uh, is great, and, and part of it is, I think, uh, you got to get to a point where kids are taking the pictures. So if you've got a device in the classroom where a kid is able to take pictures, man, oh man, you can hit the ground running. And I'm talking. First, second, third. Now, what you're going to end up with, uh, with these, uh, you know, the younger the kid, you're going to have more low-quality pictures. <laughs> but which is better, low-quality pictures or no pictures? Right? Um, and so one of the things I love to think, uh pictures of we, we grew plants, a time-lapse picture. Every time they're recording their observations, I stand in the same spot with my phone, and I take a picture. Okay. I did this too. We had, at Hudsonville Christian, they had a fish tank, and we were raising uh, these minnows that were going to be released into a stream. And every time I walked to Art, I stopped. Take a picture and just keep going, okay? And the kids reminded me every time we tired. well, at the end of the year, I had um, 36 pictures. And you could just play them next to each other and you just watch the fish grow. Really fun, okay? Um, also taking a quick snap of special events at school. You know, one of the big adjustments I had when I went to from fifth to second grade is the number of uh, bloody teeth that were going to be handed to me. Uh, that was just like a thing, right? And, uh, but kids, you know who, who lose that first tooth? That's such a huge moment. Snap a picture, send it to the parents. Like how hard is it, right? Snap a picture, send it to the parents. And I realize you don't want to start this whole thing where your parents are expecting it all the time, but there are certain moments that parent calls you and they're concerned about, oh, my child just doesn't have any friends on the playground. And you know they have friends on the playground. And you're on the playground, and you're like, snap, and you send that to mom. And her heart melts, and you're the best teacher ever, uh, and her kid is going to be okay, right? So uh, using it, using it. Taking pictures of students' work at the beginning and end of the year, I was just talking about Seesaw, which is a resource that a lot of uh, schools will use, Having, giving them an opportunity at parent-teacher conferences or, or with student portfolios, just take a picture of some of those first writings and those last writings. Wow, look at how much you've grown. Um, a day in the life of your students. So if you are not great at um, taking pictures, uh, you can set an alarm that goes off every half hour in your day, and when the, whatever you're doing at that point, take a picture. And again, you could give um, the kid who needs to move around this job, too. uh, And they just take a picture of whatever you're doing. Um, And so then what you end up with, and you just title it A Day in the Life of Third Grade, and you send it to your parents, right, with your newsletter. Something fun to do. Um, Pictures are bait for parents. Uh, If parents know that there are going to be pictures in the newsletter, they might actually read the newsletter. I actually put the pictures. I'll say, you know, especially when I'm not showing them enough, uh, the Helder Herald plus pictures. The pictures are way at the bottom, right? they got to read through all of that. So pictures are a great way to get parents to your uh, to your uh, website or newsletter. Video, same thing, right? Video is, is very, very powerful. Um, uh, you know, you can think of a variety of ways that you can use this. And again, it's the same kind of thing. Whatever device you have, whether it's an Android or Kindle Fire or whatever it is, usually it's just a swipe, hit the camera, and you're off and running, right? Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, and, I, and I should ask, um, how many of you have at least one iPad uh, it, it, uh, available to you? Okay, so a, a couple of things I'm going to share. Some of these resources will be iPad specific, and this is one of them. Um, how many of you have a doc- document camera in your room? Okay, I have found that um, you can use your iPad as a document camera. So there's an app that costs $5. It's often on, on sale for less than that. Um, and essentially it turns your, um, your iPad into a document camera. So, uh, there's a stand you can get, and I'll show you which ones I would get. Basically, you got the stand, and then there's something you, you kind of set it in the stand and you work underneath it. I find, um, so you can kind of get a sense of it, you could draw over top of what you're doing. Um, so, why is this any better than the document camera I already have, right? I find that the, the, um, it automatically adjusts the brightness in the room way better than my document camera ever could, right? Um, And here you can see an example. There's lots of different uh, features and functions. You can record what you're doing. So if you have a kid who's sick, but you're doing a science experiment, you just hit record. The next day they come in, they can watch it, right? It's available on your device. Um, Let me, so here are, there are a bunch of stands. The one I have that I really liked, they don't sell anymore. Uh, But there are other ones. You can spend tons of money on very nice ones. But there are some pretty good ones out there for 20, 30, 40 bucks. Um, and uh, and one, of the, one of the benefits I should say about this is that you can um, set it up that if you've got that up and running, there was uh, there's a button, let me go back here, right uh, here, right up top there. And um, that is, if you click it, you can basically make it and you can have these set things that you use quite a bit. So for example, you might have uh, a world map and it just pops up right there, right? It's kind of automatically ready to go in the app. So I'll give you a couple of examples of these things. Maybe you use KWL charts a lot, and you just want to go to hit a button and now there's a chart on your board, and you can go up there and you can write on the board and that kind of thing. But you can think about like those charts that you typically use throughout the day. My one that I use the most is the line sheet of paper. Right? If you think about it, that line sheet of paper, they're pulling out their journals, and you say write your name, write, write the title on the top. Well, the top could be up here, it could be just in this general area, you know, you get what I'm saying. So, if you have a certain thing that you use a lot, it's there, it's ready to go, and it's up to date. Um, And so, the benefit of this as well is, if I'm working on something, okay, we're gonna do this math problem together, and I have this as my document camera, and then I say, okay, this is what Mr. Elder did. Now, let's see what you did over here, and so now I've got this, and I'm showing what this child did, and everybody can see it up on the board, which is really cool really fun and it's just a little more engaging if they think you're going to walk over and do that and they always get a kick out of when you like when they're on tv right you kind of flip it up and whatever it's a great way to lose them for about five minutes um but uh so so the only reason i say this because for many of us we don't have it maybe you don't have a document camera it works it works slick it really does um and uh, it's ready to go and like i said there's some great um great ways to do it and if you've got an apple tv in your room it allows you to do that wirelessly no plugs or anything for your for your document camera, which means you can put your document camera anywhere in your room. Um, I often will take things that are, yeah, it's basically what I'm doing is I'm setting it up so that I can project the whiteboard and then I draw it right on the whiteboard. I actually don't use a screen like this in my room. I like being able to manipulate and draw and that sort of thing. Um, you can move around, like I had said, uh, and bring in some of those images that you use uh, quite regularly. Some of these additional features, like recording video and that kind of thing, I think this is kind of a, some of them cost extra, so that's something you want, but again, it's just a few bucks and definitely worth it. So, an option for for many of you. Green screening. Have any of you done any green screening before? Okay, if there's one thing, if you just want student engagement, I don't know if there's a ton of educational purpose for this, but we'll see. Uh, but this is just so engaging for kids, really, really fun. This app is a $3 app, and a green screen costs you $2. So a green screen is just $2 store green tablecloths. That's all you need, right? $2 store green tablecloths. And you can do all sorts of really fun things. So your kids are going to do a a presentation about something. They choose a background. I mean, there's some work that goes into this, but you end up with these just fun videos for sure, okay? Um, So here are some examples. You can get like whole setups where you put it up in your room and that kind of thing. You can, and there are schools that do that. They they even paint a whole wall green. Great, uh, that's fun to do. I do find that I need two um, two of those tablecloths. One, and you have to get really close. But right? if you think about it, you got to have a, a pretty big screen to fill in the whole background. So two of those things taped up next to each other by on your wall does it. That's it. Um, and so that's what I did. I get them for a dollar a piece at, at, at Dollar Tree. And I honestly, when I use them, I just use them, and they're probably trashed by the time they're done. The so there's that. So I'm going to show you a couple of things that I did um, over the last few years, some things I did using some of this Green Screen app. And these are just welcome to the school year uh, videos. So this is one that I did for uh, Hudsonville Christian for second grade. The Internet's really bad, though, so we're going to to see what happens. We'll see if it, if it works. Maybe not. It would be sad. See. Here we go. Hi. I'm Mr. Holt. I'll be your second grade teacher. I'm looking forward to being your teacher this so year and getting to know you a little bit better. One thing you find that know about hear it at all? is having it to work each more. So and it's okay instead of telling you what it would I'm gonna show me. So it's like a superhero gimmicky. So here we go. So you can find video online applyouts and that kind of thing. And this is my wife and I in our backyard. That's a bench and I just kind of you know kind of fun. So here we go, and uh, I zoom to school. Door key, fun. All right, well, here we are. We've landed at school, and I just wrote a slide. Open the door. Apparently, one of my superpowers is memory, because uh, I forgot my keys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not the only one here. With superpowers, you have them too. Uh, let's do that. So let's have you look inside the building using your X ray vision.
1: So it's a screen
0: poster. And then I had just kind of a part of our classroom. The truth is, I do hope that you have a great year here in second grade. I'm looking forward to being your teacher. I'm looking forward to learning a lot with you. Um, and I um, pray that these next couple of weeks would be restful, that you would excited about the year ahead. So I benefited from the fact that this next shot, somebody turned and drone footage of our now flying now, over our to school. And then I, I superimposed myself my into it. See? You'll see what that. So here I go. I'm zoom okay. off. <laughs> and what's, what's so great about it is the kids stopping down below and, like, looking up, right? So you've got that over the playground <laughs> So it doesn't always work like this, but just lots of fun. And then there's just a little, you know, uh, uh, kind of big here. So that was, that was something that I sent out to my, um, my second graders. So then I have another, sorry, go on to the next slide. This is what I did uh, for uh, my third graders this year, so News Channel 3. We'll see if it works. Hello and good evening. Harold Pearson here, coming to you live from the News Channel 3 test with all of today's news. And all of this news stuff you can just go online. We're trying to fake backgrounds and stuff like that. We are a lot of information to get to this evening, so let's jump right into it. Starting with Lester Smart with weather. Lester, what can we expect from the day ahead? Well, yes. Less smart here with today's weather guess. Uh, I mean weather forecast. Uh, Well, let's see. Let's look at our back. So pure silliness, right? I mean, but just kind of a fun intro to the year. Yes. Oh, this does not look good. Make one that's 35 feet tall. The kids will love it. They'll love it both for me. Simple as that. And did it take you long to build this fidget spinner? Yes, it did take three months, nearly three months for me to build. Uh, and I actually had to extend uh, the roof of my garage to make this happen. Oh, well, if you don't mind me asking, what good is a fidget spinner if you can't pick it up or spin it in your hands? Oh, I, I guess I never. So, uh, this was a, a year that I was new to the school, and so I knew it with myself grade as a real person. Let's roll it. Mr. Elder, thank you for joining us today. Is it true that you'll be joining the third grade this year? Yes, uh, I'm really excited to be joining the third grade team at uh, Grand Rapids Christian Elementary's Uruguay campus this coming fall. Are you nervous or, or excited? I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Honestly, just looking forward to jumping in. But don't you think it's a little strange? Well, how do you how do you mean? Well, aren't you a little old to be going into third grade? I mean, how old are you? <laughs> Thirty-four. But I I think you misunderstand me. Ah, uh, but according to my sources, weren't you in second grade last year? <laughs> uh, last year I was uh, teaching second grade, and now I'm. Gonna well, let me be the first to congratulate you on graduating from second grade. You're <laughs> <laughs> going to inform you that you'll be the only third grader
1: that's that tall and that old. Um, and you'll probably be too tall for
0: the monkey bars. How do you think that would be? Is, is this serious? I, I'm, like, super busy this time of year. i got I to gotta get my classroom ready. And I'll see you later. Well. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Grand Rapids Christian will be enrolling a 34-year-old third uh, this year. Will be driving himself to school, most likely. Uh, kids at Grand Rapids Christian, keep an eye out for him. Be nice to him, especially if you see him by the monkey bars. Uh, he may have a tough time making friends. He seems a little grumpy. <laughs> So then it's just the looking forward to our third year All right? So, you know, when your friends say, What do you do over the summer? <laughs> uh, well, you have to just i mean, just think of my wife putting up with this kind of stuff, too. But green screens in the backyard and all this kind of thing. Now, some of the things that we did at the beginning of the year. Hey, it's good to see you. Uh, um, we had, I did kind of a superhero theme. And so for the first week of school, during lunch, I had the kids each come up and I didn't even tell them what they're doing. I said, just put one finger in the air, you know. And then, so this so they did these superhero shots. And you can just pull in this file that looks like, make sure it's a PNG is the name of the file. When you're looking, JPEGs or like the full image. PNGs just take the actual image itself You can kind of pull it in. If you have questions about well, it? you can ask me afterwards. So there's one, super speedy in second grade. So that's him running ahead of the two top runners for the year. Uh, and I love that face. I just think that's the best. And then we had one last one flying high in second grade. Um, and so, and, and so, this is—is uh, is this educational? No, nope. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, but oh man, you talk about engagement. Uh, it's just, it's just great. So, a couple other things we do is the Christmas party. We do a photo booth. And so, I just, again, I don't tell the kids this. I say, I want a picture of you just down looking like this or whatever. And. Um, Actually, last year I actually told them what we were going to do. Now that I think about it, I told them what we were going to do. And so I just got this image in the background. you just kind of plunk it inside. Um, and um, oh, I should do this. But the one thing that was great about some of these inches, some kids when they got in there, they did stuff like this. Like that they were trapped inside or like that they were really cold. and they looked really, really cute. Uh, we had a Willy Wonka party as well. Uh, that I did as kind of a summer reading incentive. And so what I did is I just had the kids stay in a certain spot and um, put up a green screen and then we just took the picture and put that in the background, which was kind of fun. You'll notice I didn't crop. Okay. See, that's the brick wall behind there. Uh, but just kind of a, 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 fun, a fun thing there. So there are really, Educational things you can do. I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe this year. Um, So, a holiday party or folder book, news or weather reports. Think about it live from the streets of Jerusalem. We're going to, right? I mean, there's or you're at a famous historical event, right? So, some fun things you can do there. You can jump into famous artwork, historical settings, geographical regions. Or, or whatever. So I just think a good thing. And actually, if you get to a point where you've got these devices, uh, kids can run with us. Uh, they can have a lot of fun with it, and have them do the hard work of like actually preparing before letting them get into the app. We'll say it that way. So um, I was yes, say, it works really good. We did. Um like a poetry party or whatever, and they read their poem, and they they were in Paris. Sure, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I've seen like a snake report where some kids talk about snakes, and there's snakes, you know, squiggling behind them and all that. Uh, Fun, right? Fun. And I will say, those Christmas cards, they took those pictures within, oh, I will say within an hour after school. Six of them were on Facebook. Parents are like, look at this thing, so cute, you know, whatever, they can share the pictures online, I can. So, um, another thing you can use your iPad for is a scanner. Um, I oftentimes, am handed papers, and I think, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Uh, I, you know, like, you, you get things, and I really would love a digital copy of this. I will often use, especially if you have a document camera set up like I have, you can just set it right underneath. And there are some great apps that will scan and read and turn your documents into editable documents. Not just creating a PDF, but actually something you can edit. So if you've got that photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, that it's like time to make it, this is a great way to do that. Or to get you in a a step in the right direction. Your formatting might not be exactly right, uh, but there are some great tools out there. Um, And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Actually, the Notes app um, on iOS does a really great job of doing this kind of automatically. So if you've got the app in there, there's a scan function in there, and it automatically finds it and it's beautiful. It really is something. So it's a great way to kind of um, remove some of that clutter from your desk um, and get some of those files that you don't have digital copies for and and, and get some for those. Um, Okay, clickers. Has anybody used clickers before? Okay, clickers are great low-tech but high-tech tools that you can use to kind of Gain information um, from your class. If you think about clickers, these little like multiple choice things basically, you're trying to kind of get kids to work together and answer these questions. This is, a, this is a much lower budget but just as effective way to do it. Now, it's set up that you have these white pieces of paper and they have these kind of codes on them, they almost look like uh, QR codes or something like that. Each one of them is unique to the student, okay. So it's a little hard to explain, but just imagine this. I've got this, and I've got my own code like this. And on each side of this, you could, uh, if you were to look at the paper, you'd see an A, a B, a C, and a D. So then I'd say, okay, kids, I'm gonna have you answer a question. Um, and I'd say, okay, choose A, B, C, or D. And then they take their paper, and they say, okay, maybe, oh, I wanna do A, and they make sure the A is up, and they just fold it there. And then you come with your iPad or your phone, and you just scan the room. And what happens is it takes all the information puts it right on your phone ready to go, okay? It's free, totally free. You go onto the website. You can print the PDF. It's got that. And what I did is I actually put those clickers on the back of their whiteboards, on the back of their whiteboards. Does that make sense? Because you already got a whiteboard. You just put it on the back, and you can get full sheet ones. That's those. There's, they come in. You can print them in half, as half sheets, and I put them on those. And they're specific to that. Like, you'll notice you can assign while students, the student with this clicker, clicker number one is going to be number one in my class or whatever. And so you can see who answered what way. Does that make sense? So people use these in all sorts of ways, but it, it, it really is powerful and fun and quick. Um, and so it's a way to get your class to respond. Now I'll, I'll chat through some of the options for that. Some of these people use these as exit cards. So this is going to sound crazy, but they've got something like this on your way out. Um, whatever answer you got, A, B, C, or D. just go over and and flip your clicker and then keep going, right? And so you can scan it, boom, really quick, and know, okay, these kids didn't get it, these kids did, I mean, it's a really, people also do it for attendance. Uh, You can just scan and see who's there, depending on how quickly people are coming in and out. I know some classrooms have uh, multiple people coming in and out. Um, uh, It's also for, for ordering hot lunch. Put it on A if you're getting cold lunch, B if you're getting, you know, you can just scan it, you've got all that information ready to go, which is quite nice. So here it is, that's what it looks like on the back of my, uh, of my whiteboard. I have a little practice keyboard. <laughs> Get those typing skills in. I use those more in second grade The little practice keyboards because they're trying to learn the locations of keys when they're working with their spelling words. Um, and then just the clicker, just like that up on top. Um, and so one of the ways that um, this is great for is also if you're doing any sort of bar graphs right it's way more fun to ask them about what they like or don't like than it is to talk about some kids andy and sarah in the book whether they like puppies or kittens you know what i'm saying like we can use their own information so it's a great way to do that um it's a great way to check in with kids about how they feel about content so just think about this you just finished teaching something we're going to go into independent practice and you say all right we did this i want to get a sense of how you feel about this we've been working on it like If you are ready to go and take on this worksheet by yourself, put an A up top. If you are, you know what, you need to work with a partner, give me a B. If you'd like Mr. Heller to work with you, give me a C. And if you'd like to quit third grade, give me a D. Uh, and so you do a quick scan, and then you'd say, okay, if you, um, okay, these three kids, I want you to work on your own. I'm gonna pair up these kids. Uh, the rest of you come with me. Uh, you know, Really quick, right there. Another thing I should say about this is, you. Um, I can't see the letters of the person next to me. I mean, I would really have to look close to see it. So it's pretty discreet. It's pretty discreet. You can't, uh, I mean, they're, they're kind of lighter gray letters. So they can see it and they can do it. But it's a nice way of getting kind of um, um, anonymous information. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great. I, you know, even, hey, before we head out, um, uh, on your way out, how many of you have a, a plan for what you're doing during recess? How many of you have a friend that you know you're going to meet with outside? If you, do, okay. if you don't know, if you don't know who you're going to meet with, give be me a B, if you haven't played with anybody new for a while, give me a C, whatever, and then you can get a sense of like, okay, what kids don't, uh, just waiting for them on the playground, things like this. So it's really uh, powerful. You can use it in a lot of different ways. Book Wizard, uh, this is an app uh, that is um, uh, really great. It's put out by Scholastic, and it's basically a way for you to, either on your phone or on your iPad, scan books for leveling purposes. So if you've got a level book, so you've got it, you know, for those, for those of us who are really looking at levels, um, you scan a book, you scan the barcode, the actual barcode of the book, and what comes up, it gives you, you know, the Lexile and the, the reading and age level uh, for the book, um, which is great. Um, uh, it's also great for looking up more information about the book itself. So if somebody says, I really like this book, but I want to read other books by that author, you can scan the book, And then you go up here and you click on the author. I think Jake here written a few of them. Uh, And so you click on that, and then you can find more information about So You can get information just about the book itself. It's really slick, uh, works really well. Um, I will say that, um, uh, so you can use it for leveling your library, depending on what that looks like. You get quick information about a book or an author, an illustrator. If you can't scan the UPC, I know a lot of my books for like uh, Scholastic books, they have no UPC. They're only sold through Scholastic. You can um, enter the ISBN, you can search that way, but when, <coughs> when I do that, I will often hit the little microphone and just speak the ISBN, okay? We'll talk about that in just a little bit. There's just a little microphone, right, By If you do that and just speak it, it does a great job, and you can search it that way. It's a lot faster than trying to type it in, okay? <coughs> Sorry, it's really loud. <laughs> All right, so here, right to it, there it is. Um, so most of the devices that you have have some sort of speech-to-text function, right, where you can hit the little microphone, and in general, it works pretty good. In a noisy classroom, it can always be a little bit, you know, or if you have an annoying spouse that's talking over you or something, it doesn't work quite as well. Now, but um, for kids who have a tough time getting their words out soon because of the, Fine motor, the, you know, the pencil and that kind of thing. This can be a great resource, but it's also something you can be using um, as a teacher as well. And on many devices, like I said, on the iPad, it's right there at the bottom. You click it. Um, as long as you have access to the Wi-Fi, it's ready to go. Um, I do find that the longer I teach, the less I type. I do my report cards this way. I do my report cards this way. So I say, so I've got my report card there, and I say the only thing that's a little tricky part here. Sometimes you have to go through and redo the names because Amy is spelled A M Y. It's spelled A Y I M E X D whatever. Uh, uh, so, so um, uh, my apologies if you, was uh, your name is Amy and it's not spelled the <laughs> traditional way. I just thought about that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but you get the idea, and so what I'll do is I'll, you know, you just push it and you say, uh, Jacob's had a great start to the year. I really appreciate his," and, and it just writes it all down. It's really magical. It works really uh, well, and that's true on your iPad. You can do that uh, You can do that um, on your, most browsers on your computer. It's a, it's a really nice way uh, to do it, and I find it often has less errors than if I typed it myself. Um, okay, also this is great too for your kids who mumble in class because it doesn't work if you mumble. You have to speak clearly, uh, and so it's, 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 a, it's a great way to do it, and it's a great way to model speaking punctuation. Uh, there's a really, uh, uh, a comedian, Borgheim, I think, Victor Borgnine, who does audible um, uh, punctuation, where every time he gets to a period, he you know, pops his thumb in his mouth, and whatever, and it's great if kids, when they're listening to you, hear you say the punctuation period, don't you think that's right, question mark? Right, and so you actually, you have to say, in many cases you have to say that punctuation. It's really good for them to hear when you come to the end of an idea what, what, what happens there, right? Um, and so it's a really fun way to teach punctuation in that, in that way, and it's, uh, it's all set to go on your device anyways. Um, yeah, and even, even your youngest students in your room, I'm talking preschoolers, can come and talk at a device. What are you gonna say? Okay, let's practice it, okay, now we'll press this. You say, what you know, and so we did this on my first day. I remember one of my first days of uh, second grade. I just said, what was your favorite part about the week?" And they all came up one by one, and they shared their favorite part. We had this blog post that we all wrote together, and I shared that with parents, right? No typing required. They just came up and did that. Um, Okay. (laughs) Siri. Alexa, Cortana, and what am I missing? Um, uh, there's a bunch of these kind of uh, built-in AI elements that come with devices which are either awesome or uh, very scary, depending on who you are. Um, uh, but they're very powerful and they can actually be used for some really neat um, educational purposes. Uh, there are tons of things you can ask uh, Siri to do on a device. You can say, open this app. If you're <laughs> one of those people that has like just Million apps, and you don't know anymore. You can just say, "Open the app," and it'll open them for you. Or you can say, "What's the weather going to look like for tomorrow?" There's, there's a lot of uh, you can you can search things this way. Um, and I um, uh, there's a whole list that I shared of different things you can do to use it. And I just think it's really fun. Like the, uh, we were in class the other day, and somebody asked me uh, the difference between further and farther. Whew, uh, I got an idea. Let's ask Siri. Uh, Because I don't know that I I can try and come up with something, but I didn't know. I wasn't 100% sure. And that was just a great place. remember in fifth grade, how far are we from the sun?
1: Uh,
0: Let's find out, you know. And it's a little faster than getting on your computer and doing a Google search. And there's something fun about just saying, okay, just say that again. How far are we from the sun? And then, you know, uh, kind of a nice engaging thing. But even like, um, how many ounces are in a liter, right? Um, Or, um, oh. Uh, my favorite word, I, you know, just hold it down and say, set an alarm for 1.15 to dismiss Tim to head to the office. Right? I'm horrible at that. These kids, I need to leave at 2.17 this afternoon. Can you remind, remember? I never remember it. So that's why there's always alarms uh, going off. But setting alarms, uh, not even said to kids when I was a fifth grade teacher, I'd say set an alarm for that. Go on over and they'd say set an alarm for this time. And it'd go off and why is that? It's like one of the kids, well, that's my." I gotta go. (laughs) Right, kind of cool. So today's weather. You can do. You can use it to check math. Check an answer. What's 25 times 36? It'll give you the answer, right? Um, uh, Flip a coin. Roll a die. Kind of fun. Setting alarm. Jokes. Kids love the jokes. Uh, We do wacky Wednesdays where the kids can tell jokes, and every once in a while we'll do that as well. Um, But then, like, when is the next full moon? Or Opening apps, Uh, what is 18% of? I mean, some of these kind of general questions, uh, it's just a fun uh, way to do it. Now, you can find these answers by doing a Google search, but there's something cool about the kids being able to do it. It's right there, ready to go. All right. Sorry, do a drink here. So these are going to be just some teaching tools. The idea here is can we take some of the things we've already been teaching, but maybe show it in a new, a novel, uh, an engaging way. the Glow Bible. Um, I uh, found this app and used it quite a bit when I was in second grade because I did not have the half hour it took for them to find the page in the Bible. <laughs> but, uh, and I realized they needed to practice, but it was just like, there was just some days, it's like, I, I can't do it. It was just so nice, I found it was a, um, uh, I mean, there are plenty of Bibles, but I really liked um, the setup. Um, And you could just make the background black and uh, the letters white. You can adjust the size. You can do different versions of the Bible. I just found it was great to have. There was a couple lessons where it was just nice to just, here's our Bible verse. Let's let's read through together. And you can bookmark in this. You can go through all of your lessons for the year and bookmark where all your lessons are. I mean, there's a lot of cool resources. There's also some really neat things uh, built into the app where um, Jesus is feeding the 5,000. You can click on this link, and there's a picture of where that took place. Some really cool kind of embedded things in there. Um, It uh, had a major overhaul within the last five years and it lost a lot of the, um, a lot of that kind of premium content and now they sell it for just astronomical amounts. But the free thing is good enough for me. If you want to have the message, uh, that's, it does cost extra for that, but the NIV uh, is is available. Um, Okay, so uh, one of the things that we can do uh, well with technology is, maps, uh, geography, traveling the world, uh, trying to engage uh, kids in a variety of ways. Um, you know, we, uh, for many of us, we have that pull down map in the front of the room, which is probably outdated. Uh, and um, I just think there's something to be said about actually not using that map. And, and using a map where you can zoom in, zoom out, get a sense of where you are, you know, okay, this is where we're talking about New York City, Where is New York City, you know, let's back up. Let's find where we are right now. And let's zoom over to New York City. Oh, okay, give some context for where we are. So Google Maps, super powerful. There's, I mean, I can do a whole session on Google Maps easily. Just some great resources. And, and here you can look and just say, oh, you know, uh, the, the possibilities are endless for, you know, here we've got an urban space, and we've got this green space in the middle. It's it's really great for uh, suburban, rural, and urban. You can literally see that the streets are closer together, and you know, all these sorts of things. Uh, Google Earth, same kind of idea. We um, They do different things, though. This is the cool factor. and You let kids go on Google Earth, of course, they just find their house and the school. Um, But just some really neat uh, things uh, you can do as well. Google Expeditions is powerful. And if you are in a place where you have um, a cart of iPads um, uh, or access to enough for every one or two students, uh, what you can do is you can go to a certain location, and it's kind of a 3D situation where you can... You know, when you're in the Grand Canyon and you can kind of look around the Grand Canyon, kind of neat. But you can have the whole class do that, and then you as a teacher, you can set it up and you can say, okay, but I want everybody to look here, and you tap your screen, and on all of their screen, an arrow points to where they're supposed to be looking. And so then you see the whole class, they're all over the place, and then all at the same time, they go, ooh. And you're all looking at the same thing. So, um, this can be used for a variety of things. So, maybe we're talking about uh, erosion and weathering, and you want to point that out here. Uh, like I said, a historical site, whatever. Really cool. If you have the access to the devices, and you can do this, this is great too. If you um, just want your own device, you can kind of show the kids around. But there is something to be said about them having it in their hands. Also, if you have access to like VR glasses, um, those, uh, uh, yeah, then it's more, you're just, you're in the place, just kind of looking around powerful. But those are pricey. That's not why you came today. Okay, so lots of things you can do. You can look at ecosystems, erosion patterns, showing, like I said, urban, suburban, and rural. Measurements and distances. Um, you can travel from one place to the next. Historical sites. Um, uh, you can use a place of a wall map if you don't have one. Um, lots, of, lots of good things. Um, tracking time. Uh, this is so silly, but I use it all the time. It's probably my most used app. Like I said, setting those alarms. Um, I really like the timer. Uh, there are a lot of timers out there that are flashy. I want mine to be as boring as possible. Uh, you have, and this I've always found to be a really good, uh, a good timer, just distraction-free. Um, uh, also used for, you know, if you have to time things for science or, or whatever, it's really nice to have, um, have that. Um, if you're talking about, um, you know, your schedule, there's a roll clock, which is kind of neat if you're if you're doing things with that. So, um, listening station. Uh, when I was a second grade teacher, I had. Uh, I was gifted by my mother-in-law about 150 book on tape, which is great. Uh, and I refused to teach my kids to use a tape player. I just wouldn't do it. I'm just like that. Just I want. I'm not going to teach them how to use a quill. Uh, I'm not <laughs> going to. I, I just I couldn't do it. So I found a way. It actually was really easy to play. And then um, you could just hook up kind of a headphone jack. That's just got a headphone jack on both ends, not the speakers. And you just. Hook it up a tape player to your computer and just transfer it from book on tape into an MP3. So what I did is I threw all of them on uh, my iPad and so it was like a listening station. <laughs> and um, and so I ended up uh, trying to think. Uh, no, this is the one. So uh, we would just use the music app that they had there. And I had a stand like this. And I started the year with headphones. We had these these headphones. They got tangled and all that kind of thing. And then lice and it's like, look, we're not doing that. Um, and so. Uh, I found actually at full volume, it was perfect for a group of about four kids. It was perfect for a group of four kids, and if they couldn't hear, they would shush the kids around them. It was awesome. So they'd all lean in, they'd have their books there, and they would read them together. But they would shush those kids uh, behind them. It was really, it was really uh, nice. No headphones needed, um, and. Um, um, one thing I wanted to say. One thing I should say about this too is there were many books I had multiple copies of, but I didn't have a recording of, and so I recorded myself reading the book. And it's hard to listen to yourself talk. I understand, uh, but I have these awesome recordings. I kid you not, of me reading through these books, and I just run them to my daughter. But she knew that when I when I touched the page, she had to ring the bell, <laughs> so that they would know to turn the page. And so we have just. I've got probably maybe two dozen recordings of me just reading. Um, and my wife found it the other day, and she's bawling. Uh, but it's just great. It's just great. And so we have that kind of thing. And so even though it's hard to hear, hear yourself, it's a great thing. And if enough of you do it and you share it, you get kind of a nice library of them. Um, and they'd rather have you read it than some stranger, even if that stranger's really good at reading. Um, OK. So um, most people don't know this. You can use your iPad and your, uh, depending on, on your situation, your iPhone, uh, as a remote uh, for, your, for your room. Um, If you have an Apple TV, anybody use an Apple TV in their room? Okay, it comes with this um, stick of gum, which they call a remote, uh, that is so easy to lose. I mean, it's always gone. I have it in my hand, and then it's gone, right? Um, And the downside to that is if you've ever had to try and type with that, it's just, so you're typing in a password for the fourth time, whatever. Uh, What's really nice is you can use your, there's a remote app, you can use it, and you can then just type right using your device, you know, I'm guessing you're a lot faster or just speak, you know, whatever you're looking for uh, into there. It's kind of a nice a nice way to do it. Um, and so it kind of works as a, um, yeah, it works as a remote replacement. So that's more of just a, oh, that's kind of nice to know in case you're, you're losing it. You probably have to, you have, I think you have to set it up before you, you lose the remote. <laughs> so. Just a heads up. Heads up. Um, so um, one of the things I came across this past year that is just awesome are there are these free um, math resources uh, that are just ways that you can present. Do any of you have smart boards in your in your buildings? Okay. That's great, actually. The fact that you don't, they're, they're not worth it. Uh, and, uh, you'll, you'll see, and most people just get them and then they don't quite understand how they're supposed to use them. These aren't smart word friendly if you wanted to use them, but essentially this, there are these free things that you can do, and um, you, you get, so you can, you can pull it up on your iPad, you can do this on your computer, it doesn't matter, but it just presents it in a new, in a new and interesting way. So you gotta imagine if your kids have devices, they can have the same thing in front of them. And you can, you know, I can come over here. We're going to make a shape together. Okay, so this is a geoboard, whatever. But you can see how this geoboard is really easy to see. It's vibrant. It might not be in the lighting in your room and that kind of thing. Kind of a nice one. So another one. I thought this was so good. So money. So uh, you're working with money. Look at this visual. Anybody teach money as part of their uh, time? Their um, look at this visual. Look at this. This box is the same size as that box. And it's like, oh, 20 nickels. And this is 100, you know, like it was a really nice visual because we're doing all this work with place value <laughs> to tie those two together. I just thought that was really neat. Um, and so this is something where instead of you actually using, you know, real coins, just on a larger scale, being able to do it and kind of move things around. They've got a great thing with this too where there's a pocket and there's a store and you're, you know, so you can use it in terms of kind of moving money from under, or this is money you keep in your pocket or whatever. Some nice visuals there. Totally free. Um, a number line. Just a really simple, nice number line. Now maybe this is a number line that you're just drawing on in front, but just a really nice one. And then of course, if you make something, you can save it for the next time uh, as well. Um, This was awesome. One of these is all math vocabulary. And then you just click all of the different things that you want to do. And so you can just say, okay, we're going to just have, maybe you can just show the words, and then they have to come up with a definition or you're going to show the words and the definition, but they have to draw the picture. You can decide what they see and what they hide. And it's got all the math vocabulary from K to, I don't know uh, how high they go, also available in Spanish, uh, which is really nice. This is a great way to just review uh, math vocabulary um, at, uh, at a point in, in the, the unit. So like I can see using this, um, I found this after my geometry unit, but especially when we're talking about the difference between a quadrilateral, a square, a rectangle, uh, using those definitions are really important, and uh, so using something like this could be great. Um, here's base ten, super simple, not a big deal. But here you can see you can line things up quite nicely, um, and you're just doing this on your iPad, and the kids can see it up there. Um, this isn't to say you can't use the physical ones. I think there's something really good about using the tactile, but just the presentation of it, I like a lot. Um, here's fractions. You're finding equivalent fractions. Okay, we've got three 8's, we've got three 12's, You can slide these on top of each other. Um, which of these is greater? You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's nice. Um, there's another, so those were all math ones and I shared that resource there, the math, in fact I should go back. It's called, um, yeah, the Math Learning Center. Uh, and they've got these apps, which again, there's an app, iPad app and also just a website that you can go to. So, um, uh, there's some great science ones as well. Uh, FET is the name of the site, Colorado, uh, University of Colorado Boulder has these great things, and there are all these science-y type things. So you're doing something on static electricity. Okay, this is kind of dumb, but the idea is you bring this balloon over, and as you're bringing it over, it's picking up all of those negative electrons. Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, and, uh, and so just some things like this that kind of show things in interesting ways. There's another one that I have for science that's called Interactive CK12, and these are awesome because you can get, like, okay, here's our glass of water okay we're going to do states of matter changes you see the little particles in there and then you turn up the heat so we're going to we're going to make this into a gas and so the heat goes on and you start seeing these particles moving all over the place and they fly out of there well I can't do that (laughs) I can have kids model it kind of but just to show it a different way really engaging Um, same thing you can see it you know if we're going um, from from uh, a uh, liquid to a solid, you see it moving just a little bit. You can't see it here, but they're moving just a little bit, and then they go to solid. You can, you can see those things. Um, really nice, um, so I would check out both of those. Uh, and this is content, both of them have content that's basically K through uh, high school. Some really good things out there. Um, and then a couple things, tech to make your life easier. Uh, one of the, the apps that I found, and it's $20. Uh, $20 seems insane for an app. But it's worth it for me. So you can decide if it's worth for you. Um, it is just, it's called Duet, and all it does is make it so that your iPad becomes a second screen for your computer. So you can set your iPad right next to your computer, and you can just drag things. So now you have two screens for your computers, okay? So let me show you this in action. This is what it looks like, okay? You can kind of go back and forth. You'd say, okay, why would you need this? Report cards. I need this for report cards. That's when I use this, right? So I have student grades here, and then when I'm filling in the, you know, whatever my school has, me plunk all that information in. I've got it on both in both places. $20 seems like a lot of money, but a display would cost more than $20, and I already have this, and you just hook it up, and it's slick. It works really well. So this is just something I use, and I really like. And they often have it on sale. Uh, it'll go down for as low as $15, so this is. What it is. Google Photos. Do any of you use Google Photos? Oh, my goodness. I am, I am not just a Google Photos um, enthusiast. I'm an evangelist. Uh, it is awesome. It is so good. It's a great way uh, to store your, your pictures. So um, one thing is there's tons of ways you can store it, but it is just a way to get um, get rid of those pesky, pesky um, notifications on your phone that say you've run out of memory. Right, uh, that is. If once you've got this in there, really, it, it solves that problem. So, what does Google Photos do? Okay, it's uh, 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 for many of us. We have Gmail accounts. It collects all of your your uh, pictures and organizes them chronologically. Okay, and you can set it up that it automatically grabs pictures that you take and backs them up. <coughs> now, I do it whenever it's hooked up to Wi-Fi, so I don't end up using a lot of data. But um, it's it's awesome, and so that actually is never stored on my device. It literally is taken and whoop, goes up to the cloud. And some of you are thinking, that seems very uh, insecure. Like, it seems like I don't have it. Where's the where's the photo? It's just uh, floating up there somewhere in the clouds. Uh, but actually, it's the least safe on your device. It's the least, it's why these like cell phone repair companies exist, right? Um, And so it backs it up right away, and so I'm not using any of the data for that. It's free, it backs up all your photos for free. Now, if you want photos that are this big, you're going to pay for it. But just regular, like, I think it's five by seven and lower that that quality of picture. They have they'll store for free, unlimited, unlimited. and it's awesome in that you can search by topic. You can literally go in and just say, I only want to see pictures with pumpkins. So my wife every year puts together a, a photo book and she says, do you have pictures of the pumpkin patch? Well, oh, pumpkin. All of them come down. I, I typed in tree. You can type in uh, hug, uh, selfie. Uh, you can search by uh, really any topic. Uh, if you have location information, you can search by location. Um, and and um, those things will come up. So that's really nice as well. Um, there are other ways to search as well. Uh, you can say, I only want to see pictures of, so uh, my wife uh, and I celebrated our anniversary. They've got a really cool thing where you can just, um, you say, uh, pick two faces. So I pick my face and my wife's face, and they'll make a little video of pictures of you throughout your Google Photos history. And I just said, uh, I made something for you. She said, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't make that. But it's just a little cute little video that went from our dating until now. And it was just pictures that, that, that it was thrown together for me. I mean, just really, uh, really cool. Think about going on a field trip. You take a bunch of pictures, right? And then you come back, and you have a nice slideshow waiting for you, right? Um, and so a couple things. It automatically backs up every picture instantly to the cloud. That is, like, the biggest deal there, okay? Um, it can uh, remove, and you can set it up that as soon as it's backed up, um, and that's all within the, the app. It's a pretty simple app to use. You can remove any pictures, so you're not using all that space on your... On your phone, you can instantly access them. So my wife and I actually share. She has it set up that any pictures I take, she gets. Any pictures she takes, I get. So she can take a picture of something at home, and I have it. At, I can instantly grab it off my computer uh, at, at school uh, as well. Um, this is a great way if you're involved in any way with the yearbook at your school. It's a great way to collect pictures um, and have pictures uh, for that. Um, there. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. They have some photo book options and things like that as well. Definitely worth checking out. Common Sense Media. Have any of you used Common Sense Media before? Uh, this is um, just a great resource. It's like the Consumer Reports for content for parents. Uh, you can go in and you can search um, a variety of resources: websites, books, movies, games, video games. Uh, and you basically can find out is this appropriate for my age? Appropriate for my child? Um, And so it's a great resource, I use it quite often, so here's an example of different apps. I'm looking for apps for a 7 or 8 year old, and you can see how they have here, they have what they think is the age appropriateness for your child, and um, uh, they have reviews that are written in there as well. Again, it's from movies, games, apps, websites, TV shows, books, and music, and the library that they have is just huge and growing every day. Um, you, can, you can be more specific, I need mean an uh, app for my 7 or 8 year old that is for an iPad, or is for uh, Kindle Fire. You can get really, really specific. So maybe if you only have a certain type of device, um, I'm looking for basic facts, ask for this device for this age group, you can do that. Um, so it's a great way for finding new resources for you. Um, I will have it where I need, um, uh, same thing for books, uh, is this is appropriate. We've had a discussion at my house, my daughter desperately wants to read Harry Potter, and she's going to have nightmares, I know it. Uh, she's not ready for it. And we proved it uh, because the first Harry Potter book, you have to be, I think they said eight to read or whatever. So, and how do they know? Well, they, they look at a lot of different things here. Uh, it's a great its a great—a um, resource. I will also use this if I'm in class. So this is it for books, uh, for movies as well. They've got some options. But if I'm in class and kids are talking about a movie, I think it's probably not something we should be talking about at school. We've had this, right? Um, I'll pull up the movie. and. And look at what they're looking for within the, so when they, when they assess it, they say, okay, what's the educational value? Are there positive messages, positive role models, violence or scariness, sexy stuff, uh, language, consumerism, drinking, drugs, and smoking? And it gets really specific. So somebody might say, oh, I was watching Finding, Finding Dory. And say, Finding Dory, wow. Some emotionally and potentially disturbing scenes and sequences, and I found that out with my four-year-old. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, early in the movie, young Dory separated from her parents' look Looks for them all over the ocean. She ends up getting attacked by sharks. It was terrifying. Literally, four four-year-old ran out of the room. I felt like such a bad dad. Um, but um, but you can I mean you can just imagine the scenario. Oh, it's fine, Mr. Elder. We've all seen the movie. And I said, well, what about some emotionally and potentially disturbing scenes and sequences? Well, what do you mean? I mean the information's right here, uh, which is nice. And so I say, uh, you know, my classroom. You have to if it's not our age level or below, we don't talk about it in the classroom. Save that for the back of the bus. Um, okay, <laughs> can't control that. Um, let's be honest. So there's some really good resources. If you if uh, there's tons of stuff for parents, uh, resources for kids. They have a lot of uh, really good literacy book lists that I really like. Um, conversations about uh, books and movies um, um, worth checking out. If you're a parent or teacher, I think it's just a great, uh, a great resource. Um, a couple things I want to tell you about. Uh, before uh, we, we wrap up here, we spend a lot of money on technology and often there are less expensive options that are worth uh, pursuing. I have a document camera. I ended am getting one of these for free uh, at a tech conference. I want it and it's fantastic and it's 99 bucks. Um, if you don't have an iPad, uh, definitely check this out. Um, it just hooks right up to your computer. I actually pro- and so you actually project kind of through an app on your computer. So then you're not changing the source on your you can just jump back and forth or you can put them side by side so it's projecting over here, you doctor, and it's pretty sweet um so 99 bucks um and it's great it works it works just awesome kindle fire tablets um the day after thanksgiving these things will be 40 bucks a piece 40 bucks a piece i wanted these so desperately i bought a classroom set for myself i asked for forgiveness instead of permission uh, that's been quite a battle. Uh, uh, because I wanted the exposure, I wanted to have one device for every two kids, and I ended up buying these, and they've been awesome. Uh, 40 bucks a piece. So the reason I bought these is because I could get 12 of them, it was like 12 of them for, I guess, about 500 bucks. Well, that's one and a half iPads, right? And so I would love, if you guys want to buy me iPads, that'd be great. Uh, but. Uh, this, these have been awesome. Can I do everything I want? No. Can I do most of what I want? Yes. Um, and so if you want to check these out or take a look at them, um, also, no cases needed. We have dropped these and never had any sort of damage to them. If you're going to spend money on a case, you better, you'd better rather just not spend money on four cases and then just buy another one of these, right, if you think about the price point. So right now they're like 80 bucks, but after the day after Thanksgiving they'll be 40 I only know because I've been watching it. Um, okay, uh, so lots of good options there. Um, okay, last but not least, I do have some resources here at twiftytechteacher.com. You're welcome to uh, take a look at those. Oh, that's a lot about my Kindle Fires, uh, in fact. Um, again, what were our goals for today? Not do everything. Choose three things. And I can't imagine you'd remember even most of what I shared, but this is, these resources are available for you. And try and use one of them next week. Two of them next week, whatever. Um, the resources here, again, is at oneipad.weebly.com, um, and you can kind of check it out there. Um, one thing, this is a shameless plug. Uh, I kind have of a group, a Facebook group called Teacher Book Picks. Um, it's um, a group of teachers, most, mostly Christian school educators, most of them in West Michigan at this point, where if you're just looking for a good book recommendation, but you need a book recommendation from a Christian school teacher, Um, I've got a group that's called uh, Teacher Book Picks that I'd love to have you join um, and uh, be part of that uh, discussion. Questions or feedback? Uh, Feel free to contact me. I think we did pretty good. Look at that. My timer's going off. Uh, So, 11.45. Thank you so much for coming, uh, and have a great rest of your seat.